Attention all you sex fiends, sinners, degenerates, and deviants. If you're looking for a hot new sex toy, now is your chance. Sex toys don't care about what's in between your legs, and that's the sign of a true ally. Go to either B-Vibe or Lawand and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. That's S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M for 20% off anything you buy from their websites. Check the show notes for more details. Once again, that's Sex Ed with Tim for 20% off both B-Vibe and Lawan products. Your next orgasm is on me. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And listeners, guess what? I just found out what's similar between a demolition expert and a pro dom. Get ready. They're both good at wrecking balls. Oh my God. Right? (laughs) Mistress, what do you think? They're both good at wrecking balls? I think so, too. I've had a lot of experience of doing that. So, yes, uh, <laughs> lots of experience, many years of wrecking balls. All so fun. Just makes I bet me happy you every would, time I think about it. <laughs> you would dominate the construction site. I bet you would. <laughs> yes, the whole construction site would be, like, gone or Absolute under my control. Or, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that you're here, listeners. If you don't know who that was, or if you just didn't read the show notes for whatever reason, I don't know why you're here. Um, my guest today is none other than Mistress Jennifer. Hello, I'm Mistress Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Mistress Jennifer. How are you doing today? I am good. Good. Thanks for having me on your show. No, thank you so much for coming on. And I could not think of a better guest to talk about this because I've already had an episode all about pro-dom and domination, BDSM and all that. So you are also a pro-dom, yes? Yes, I am. For 12 years, actually. Mm -hmm. For 12 years. Okay, take us back in time. Like, like, how the heck have you been such a good pro-dom for the last 12 years? A lot of like uh, adapt to change, a lot of just, you know, you know, as patient as I can be without being too, you know, overbearing, you know, because, you know, in my profession, you have to be that way. So I have to think, okay, well, you know, we're in a different time now, you know, the past couple of years. So you kind of have to kind of have to go with what has been, you know, dealt out, but you just kind of adapt and go. And, you know, if you know what you're doing, then, you know, you kind of have to, you know, where to start and where to kind of go from there. Right. How did you start, if I may ask? Oh, sure. Um, 
Well, a friend of mine who was into this, she actually took me to one of her subs and she says, well, you know, we're going to go spank this guy. And I was like, we're going to do what? And because I had never been into any of that before. Um, I worked in the newspaper industry for 15 years. I actually had run adult advertising um, for a, a weekly paper here in Houston. And I knew about the industry. Uh, we actually, our paper had been invited to uh to a fetish event years ago and I went and you know I was like okay well this is kind of different and interesting but I was like you know oh this is just that's that you know that I had no idea that I'd be going but we went and and we got there and the submissive was like um would you you know be interested in spanking me and I was like sure why not so I tried it and it was kind of fun and you know I kind of liked be having that power so and then I was like you know let me do a little bit more research on this and start getting like you know implements together here and there and then I just kind of you know said well this is something I might want to do as an extra job so and it just kind of went from there oh my god that's so cool you literally like did a 180 in terms of like career change you were in newspaper and then you went to spanking mm -hmm. some submissive little bitch oh my exactly god. yeah because the newspaper industry you know this was like you know getting towards the end of the 2000s and it has kind of had dwindled down because the internet had come in and started taking over and everything had really gone from the print side to internet and so it was harder to you know get the get the word across um you know get people to hire people you ha it was a whole different approach you know because i had started a newspaper advertising uh, in 1998 and things were so different then you know we didn't have the internet we had print and that's where everybody was posting their ads and stuff and so just kind of went from there of and, course yeah you need yeah. to adapt to an ever-changing change yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. Um, but like i mean i would have never guessed you to be from like a journalism newspaper media print type of background yep. all the way to becoming a pro dom and like that's so cool so i'm imagining like your first day on the job as a pro dom you didn't really know much then did you um, not really, because, you know, as I said, I had gone to one event and, you know, saw uh, this woman walking this man on a on it all fours on a chain and a collar. And I was like, this is kind of, you know, I thought it was kind of cool, you know, going to this event and everything because we had uh, done advertising for some of the adult stores here in Houston and they sent us free tickets to go to their, their event. And actually, you know, a lot of that was underground uh, back then. In like 2000, 2001, you know, they really didn't, you know, advertise, oh, we're having a, you know, a fetish event. A lot of it was like underground. A lot of it was invite only. They would hand out flyers and, you know, kind of like raves and stuff like that back then. So, so things were how you go to an event back then was a lot different than now. Now we publicize it everywhere. Hey, we have, you know, we don't even do flyers. Everything's uh, virtual online now. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I can imagine because with the pandemic and everything, we're all like, mm -hmm. we, we all got to adapt and change. But I'm just Have like to. thinking it's so funny that 
when you went to that event, you saw like a grown man on all four legs. Were you thinking like, oh, I want one too? Like, um, <laughs> your own I was pet. curious about it, you know, because I was like, you know, hey, I mean, that's really cool that she's got him on all fours and he's doing exactly what she says, you know. I mean, it was kind of a, you know, a oh. power thing. I loved it. It was like, this is kind of neat. But I was like, oh, no, I'd never be into any of that. I'd never do any of that. That's the farthest thing that, you know, career thing that I would ever do. But but now look happen. at you. You you got all the men on all fours, on their backs, on their stomachs. Oh, my God. All kinds of places. Dream. Put them in cages when I work at the dungeons. I mean, everything. I mean, it's just, it's it's unreal to think, you know, back you know, 20 years ago, how things have changed. So it's really, it's I mean, neat. It's good to oh see. my God, you're living my dream. I truly wish I could have a man at my beck and call to be my footstool whenever I want. Oh, mm-hmm. you're it's, living, my you know, dream. It, it's doable. I mean, you should go to some, we have DomCon, which is our BDSM conventions. We have twice a year, one's in LA and one's in uh, New Orleans. So, you know, Hey, if you're ever in those areas, you know, um, I'll, I always post all that stuff on all my social media. So everybody usually knows cause I, you know, work at the dungeons, um, in LA when I'm there. So yeah, it's I a love lot it. of fun. That's why I got to travel more. You Americans are so goddamn freaky. You're truly my people. I love it. I love it so much. When you started at the very beginning uh, of your pro-doming career, you like had what little to no knowledge of what it was to be a pro-dom. So I'm guessing like you learned the different kinds of kinks and fetishes as time went on. I did. Um, I learned a lot from, you know, seasoned doms and uh, going to these events, the classes. I took classes because, I mean, I'm still take, I still take classes. I just went to DomCon uh, last month in August in LA and I took a couple of classes from my peers because, you know, you, you never know enough. I'm always learning, you know, gaining new skills because, you know, things change and think how things change, approaches change. So, you know, I just try to be, you know, a adaptable with with change and no I didn't know any of this I you know you can read a book but you know reading a book is one thing but experience that's how you learn you learn from experience and and time and knowledge and my subs I mean even the ones that came and saw me in the beginning I would let them know hey you know I'm new at this you know and they were patient with me and you know I learned a lot from my submissives you know because I was new I was like I have no idea you know really what I'm doing you know, I, I kind of had an idea and, you know, the, the media and like the, the TVs, the movies and stuff were really not as open as they are now. And so they were all kind of hush hush. So, you know, I learned a lot from my submissives and, you know, I still pick up something here and there from them, you know, and I've gotten implements like when they've like, you know, retired from being a part of the BDSM, you know, I'll get an implement from them or something, you know, and yeah, I mean, it just, you learn from experience and I try not to be like any other Dom because they know these subs, they'll pick up on it. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, you're like mistress so-and-so or so-and-so. And I'll be like, well, you know, and they've never said that to me because I'm not like any of those. I don't want to be because they will know they'll try or that you're just playing along or acting or, you know, fake. I mean, they know that they can tell when they have sessions, you know, that that I'm not like that. I am me. I'm who what you see is what you get. <laughs> it's very and like I that's so interesting the way you uh, worded that last 
uh, phrase earlier when you are learning things from yourselves because I feel like the common misconception with like sex educators or anyone in sex work really is that people expect us to know everything but in reality it's like we're all we may be sex educators we may be educators in a way but we're also still students so i find it really refreshing that you would take some time out of your day to like learn from your subs and other doms as well and that's so cool so what are some of the really interesting things that you've learned from your subs and other doms that you never knew that you could do um, well, uh, especially like the, well, of course, like spanking, you know, I never knew I could really spank anyone, you know, I have a 24 year old son who actually he's very supportive in what I do. He doesn't go to my events, really. He's made like two appearances. <laughs> I don't with think I friends. want mommy. I don't want to see mommy in a leather spandex suit. <laughs> my mother, no, no, no. I would not want to see my mother. God rest in peace. But yeah, no, I would not want to see my mother in any kind of that, you know, type of environment. I'd be like, <laughs> it's not Halloween. So no. not yet. Not yet. But no, he's come to a couple of my events. He's brought um, a few of his friends and we actually, he went to a benefit that we did for this one place um, that actually was arsoned in Houston, uh, the Wild Collection. And we did a benefit for them back in 2019, December of 2019. And he came out with his, you know, to, with his friends. And, you know, they, they actually had like, you know, like performances on stage. They had burlesque, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it was a little bit of everything. And he kind of, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, he'd look over there, be like, oh, yeah, that's my mom over there. She's got all those people lined up. They're going to come get spanked at her spanking bench. And, you know, <laughs> no, it was, you know, it was kind of strange, but you know, it is what it is. And he's happy that I do what I do. He knows I've been successful. I've worked hard. I mean, it's not easy doing what we do. And, you know, we get a lot of scrutiny. We get a lot of backlash. We get a lot of, you know, negative things. Um, you know, they compare us to escorts and we're, we, we're not, I'm not, I never will be. I will not be that person because th that's just, it's, not number one in my dna who i am and plus domination and submission and all of that is power having power over another person not you know sex not or whatever. the sexual yeah, act, really yeah. mm -hmm. exactly and it shouldn't right. be it should be totally separate there are a lot of girls out there who who say they're pro doms or doms or whatever and they are like a glorified escort i know there's a lot out there and mm. it's like no you have to keep it separate you know if you're going to be an escort you're going to be an escort if you're going to be a pro dom that should not even be factored in Ooh, it's really interesting you say that because i was an escort for about four years and i don't mm -hmm. think i could do what you do because that takes a, a very specific mindset, right? Like uh -huh. when I did have clients who paid me to like engage in a kink or a fetish or something, I had to uh -huh. like consult the the brain power that is my network of other sex workers and be like, okay, uh -huh. y'all, how do I do this? I don't know what exactly it is. That, what is blood play? Uh, this guy just right. dropped the term scat. Uh, like huh what so it, it was yeah. really interesting so um what are some of the things that that you picked up on like skills specific kinks that you never thought that you could do um like wax play i never really was i didn't even know you know much about that at all but i actually had taken a class on it um sounding i took a class on that i didn't know much about that um the electro with the 
the violet wand. This was, I started doing the violet wand uh, practice like five or six years. And I've been getting more and more into like the, the wax play in like the last maybe year or so. I actually bought some some candles and ventured into that, you know, actually bought the ones that you sell at the adult stores. And I know that you, you know, never use the like real candles because that will be very harmful and really burn the person. Exactly. So like they actually have um, BDSM candles that you can buy that you can use that are safe that don't get as hot. You know, because they tell me, you know, because my I get feedback from my submissives. I always do. And I always have, you know, I ask them, you know, even in the in the initial meeting, you know, what are you into? Do you want more spanking bondage, you know, um, electro or do you want more like, you know, um, wax play sounding, you know, more intense type stuff? And they tell me and, you know, that's as I said, I've, I've learned a lot from them and communication and, of course, consent is always the key. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. What's something recently that you've learned, like within the last week or so, like if you've been uh, taking up some classes or talk to a sub, like what's a very new skill that you've picked up? Um, learning, well, DomCon, this was like less than a month ago, I learned about like contracts, like, you know, setting up contracts more in depth, you know, I mean, I've always done like an agreement of sort and, you know, sent them, I have a questionnaire that I send them that I ask, you know, certain questions like, you know, what, have you ever been to a professional dominatrix? You know, what is your level? Um, you know, like things like Google that, things you want me to focus on. Right, right. But like, it's interesting because one of the um, other doms in LA, you know, she had a class on and I was really interested in it because I wanted to see, I always like to take the classes to not only learn more, to, if I am using the skill, I want to make sure that I'm doing it correctly, you know, and make sure I'm going about it the right way because it's the only way to do it is go about it the right way. You know, if you don't, then they know and it's a disaster and it's really bad. The energy can feel off. Somebody, somebody mm-hmm. could get hurt. Ugh, exactly, like, it's dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When you say contract, it reminds me of that time in like. Uh, I hate referencing this movie, but Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that crap. I saw. I couldn't see. I couldn't. I read the books. I got through one and two, but I couldn't get through the third one. I was. You're not missing like, out on the third one. You're not missing. No, out. It's, I mean this. Well. I was like, this is really awful, and I mean they really don't make these. They don't make these movies like they should, of course, and like that show Bonding on Netflix. Um, the first season was crap because she got no consent. She just kind of willy-nilly did what she wanted. You know, and the second one, she was, of course, um, called, you know, called to the carpet for it and had to go to a dungeon and actually get training from a professional dominatrix, which is wonderful because, you know, it, it that's what the, that's what people need. They need that training. You know, um, I've gotten training from um, a dungeon in LA I've gotten training I mean from a a dungeon in Houston one in Denver you know and I I respect all the uh the doms that have been around like 25 30 40 50 years Mm -hmm. and I learn a lot from them and but yeah these movies make us look like idiots (laughs) really they make us look dumb 
this dumb i was god i can imagine so i was wondering if you can help mm-hmm. clarify a few things for that like what sure, do sure. things like uh bonding and 50 shades or whatever else in the media what did they get wrong about bdsm and the kink community um they just try to like hollywoodize it make it all you know you know torture or they try to they well they try to make it like torture but they don't go about it the right way and it really you know isn't really like that in real life i mean yeah i have guys that want their butt spanked until they're you know red or bleeding or whatnot you know but most of them you know are like you know don't leave marks you know, they have a significant other and they don't want them to see it. And like, you know, we don't, you know, it just, it just, they just make it look so fake. And it's like, it's scripted. I can tell, you know, I know that the last, the second bonding season, that Dom, when she had them come in and she was actually, you know, teaching them how to tie a knot and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was good because she's actually teaching them. I believe it was more realistic, you know, a single column tie. Yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly. You know, and that's something I want to do more of. I want to actually take a class on tying because I mean, I can do it, but I want to be better at it and I don't know, more intense with it. You know, um, you know, I use a lot of like, I have a bondage bar, I have rope, I have restraints and all of that, but I want to use more, I guess, you know, of the tying. I want to learn more of tying and actually take classes, which we have them in Houston, but, um, I'm usually working, I work another job as well at night. So I can't always go when we have our, our gatherings. So you should have like your own little, like mobile dungeon with you, like invest in a little trailer with like a red room <laughs> and a leather bed. Oh my God. The wonders you can do for your business. I don't really want a red room. Um, I mean, I have my St. Andrew's cross, which is right there. I mean, <laughs> oh, I that's have a beautiful cross. my spanking bench. I have, you know, um, a stockade. I have that kind of stuff. And actually I'm working on getting it set up in my own like private home space. But, um, I just have to wait because honestly, my son has to come get the rest of his stuff that he hasn't gotten. <laughs> He's moved out three years ago, but there's a right. section in my room that I want to use it in that is keeping it from happening so he needs to come and do that once he does that i'll have that space open and i'll be able to fix it up and everything that's so funny i'm just imagining Mm -hmm. like your son being like mom can you please get your saint andrew's cross out of the way so i can finally get my shit together (laughs) i keep my stuff in my room right now like in my own private room because i don't have room to put it out in where i want to put it you know i don't have that space right now and it's kind of holding back the process (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can imagine. So you said that you're in Houston, which Uh is, if I'm not mistaken with my American geography, that's in Texas. So that means that is a very, very conservative state. It's changed a little bit here and there. Thank goodness we got a new president. So I think that, you know, I don't know. I don't think he won Texas, but still, it's still, you know, it's, I think it's getting better though, you know, and, you know, it's, it is very conservative. It is very, a lot of like closed-minded people, very, um, 
old fashioned type people live in right. Texas somewhat. But I don't know though. Houston, we've got a pretty good group. We've got a pretty good kink group in Houston that I'm part of, which, which is, is good. Which is what's like so interesting to me because from such a very conservative state, I would think that your business would I don't know, suffer a little bit because of the conservative attitudes that, you know, Texans present. So like I'm wondering what kind of clients do you get like please tell me at one point you served ted cruz oh my god i would no die. i've never seen him um but i'm not <laughs> surprised i mean i wouldn't be a bit surprised if he went to somebody in austin i don't i don't know um but no uh not yet but no i've spanked you know judges i've spanked <gasps> all kinds of you know people Ooh. in like small towns and this has been years ago but yeah no i mean it's just, it is, but it's very hush-hush. And, you know, the conservative people are actually probably more freakier than the non-conservative people. They just kind of come out of the woodwork. And they're kind of like real secretive and real quiet and real, you know. They, of course, they're the ones who, of course, don't want anything said to anyone ever, you know, in a in hundred thousand years. But no, I mean, you know, we do have our conservative people. But then again, we have a lot of people that just come out of the work woodwork that that just, you know, that come and you know see what? me now mm-hmm. that i think about it i feel like the more conservative the population the freakier they would be because mm-hmm. of all that repression mm-hmm. and all that like christian mm-hmm. guilt that's building up inside them like please just yeah. punish me for being a bad boy mm. we get a lot of that anyway because i've been i'm also been part of pride for i was part of the houston pride uh pride houston for over 10 years and Yum. we always got a yes. lot of that backlash Yes, a lot of backlash from the conservatives that would stand there with their signs and were like, yeah, whatever, you know, we just ignore them because, you know, we we live in a free country. We should be able to speak and do whatever we want within speak reason. Speak and spank whoever we exactly. want. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not speak and spell, but speak and spank. That's who they can't spell them. Right. <laughs> exactly. What, what's like um the most requested like kink that you get from the years of uh doming that you've done? I'm really curious as to like what's common with like Texans. What are they into? Okay. I get a lot of this is strange, but I get a lot of adult babies and cross dressing. Really? A lot of adult babies. A lot of guys wanna wear diapers. They wanna, you know, have baby food fed to them. They wanna have, you know, drink out of a, a baby bottle, you know, and then I have my others that wanna cross dress. And, you know, they're always like, Oh no, I'm you know, I'm totally I have a wife and kids. I'm totally not like this and I'm like, you know, I don't judge. I don't uh, anybody who care. wants to Anybody who wants to come and see me, which is within reason that is, you know, sane and and consents to, you know, to what, you know, what they want to do, your money is just as good. And I'm not, you know, if I was in it for the money, I would have done, you know, left this business long, long, long time ago. But I enjoy what I do and I'm going to keep doing it as long as I'm able to. Okay. Physically and just, you know, able to. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's really cool because... I've only like had one client and he mm-hmm. was a repeat client who mm-hmm. wanted to be babied. But okay. the our sessions were very like uh it didn't go so too far, but mm-hmm. um most of our sessions he just wanted to wear a, an adult diaper and right. he wanted me to rock him back and forth and yep. that was it. I was yeah. like is is this, I guess this is it. Like I'm being someone's daddy or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. Like 
your father never loved you. So now you got to come to me. I'm going to take care of you. So I'm like, I, I that's didn't know what, what they miss. They miss that nurturing from their like moms or dads or whatnot. They miss that, oh. you know, because I guess a lot of them didn't get that when they were kids. You know, their dads were gone or, the, you know, they were you know just not not around or whatnot and oh, wow. yeah they miss that and that's why they also want to get spanked because they were spanked when they were kids in school and then they want to relive that you know when they were you know bad or whatever in school i mean i have one guy i <laughs> i chained to a sink for an hour like a dog he just wants to be chained to a sink and likes to look at himself and i'm like okay no problem he's been coming to see me for 10 11 years now and that's just that's what he likes to do. I mean, you know, hey, it is what it That's, is. He, you know. Yeah. I mean, what you're into is what you're into. And like, by right. all means, go ahead. No one's getting hurt. Everyone here is right. consenting. But like, I'm much more interested in like, what's going on in your brain? Like, why did you enjoy this? I'm not judging, but like, what, what made it so pleasurable for you? Because I think the question here is, I'm, I'm asking you as like an experienced pro dom, what is it that you've seen clients that they're finding pleasurable in acts that aren't necessarily pleasurable? Like what, what's so nice about getting spanked or being babied or cross-dressing? It's just something that they enjoy and something that they don't get to do when they're at with their significant others because they would be, you know, I guess the significant others would be appalled or they'd be like, oh, can't believe you're into that, you know, just with, label them as freaks or something and you know as i said you know they want to come to me to relive things maybe that happened when they were kids or you know just some fantasies they have you know they tell me oh i have a fantasy of this and that and whatever and you know that's what they want to do when they come see me they want to live out their fantasy they want to give up the control i have a lot of guys who run businesses and heads of households etc and when they come see me they want to give up that control that you know being in, in charge type thing. They want to give that up and they want to give that power to someone else because, you know, it's like, it's like a getaway. It's like um, a vacation, you know, a An release. Escape. It's something yeah. to, yeah, escape. Exactly. Right. Because yes. uh, my clients back then, they were like mm -hmm. um, CEOs or like mm -hmm. someone high up the executive chain at some big corporate exactly. fancy schmancy job. And mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I don't know why you need to tell me your occupation. I'm just here to right. have sex with you. Well, it's but good to know that when you screen them to find out what they do for a living. Because, you know, in, in my state, what even any kind of sex work is not legal. I mean, what I do technically, I mean, if it's consensual, you know, it's not illegal, but by law it is illegal you know it you know but you like to i like to find out you know I, I screen them pretty heavily i like to know like what they do for a living i like to know i like to have them send me a picture i like to have a phone conversation with them and i usually require a deposit with all my new people because my time's valuable their time's valuable and so, everyone needs to get their money's worth mm -hmm, exactly yeah. and and after like the first time, I also, I build profiles on my people internally as well. You know, I'm like, okay, well, then I know exactly like, well, this person likes X, Y, Z, this person likes this, this person likes that. And then after the first initial session, not only do they not have to usually, some do pay deposits still for my time, which is wonderful. And I'm very thankful for that, but they don't have to. They can, and I just remember, you know, I build profiles on all of my subs. It's like, I can, I know what they like, especially the ones I've known for 10 plus years. 
We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. I want to let you in on a little bit of a secret. So, did you know I have a Patreon? For as little as $1.50 a month, you can access all of these episodes early and without these pesky fucking ads. I know they're so annoying, trust me, but girls gotta pay the bills, right? (laughs) And then if you want to pay a little bit more, you get access to some bonus episodes. Plus, you can also access the exclusive Sex Ed with Tim Discord, where you get one-on-one time with me every month. We can talk about anything that you want. It can be like a sex ed kind of thing or just a little kiki 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 if you want some advice on sex, dating, love, whatever. I highly suggest you don't because I don't even know if I'm taking the advice that I give out. But hey, it's all fun and I hope you subscribe. I will see you on the other side of this ad. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jockstrap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, "Uh, uh, uh, thank you, Dale. That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. What makes a good sub in your opinion? Uh, Somebody who's dependable. Somebody who is... um just constant i mean communicating you know obedient somebody who is you know on the same page with me i don't like guys who are game players i don't like i mean i had one today that was you know saying okay well what's gonna go on in my session everything and i was like uh no and you know (laughs) i'm like what do you what's the point of having the session if i go step by step by step by step and tell you everything that's gonna happen i mean you have to have a little bit of, you know, surprise and anticipation and things like that. I mean, you know, if I if I know everything that's going to go on when I go see a movie, what's the point of seeing the movie? Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need something yeah. to spice it up. Some element exactly. of surprise. <laughs> I'm like, Bring out a puppet. why are you even bothering to call me or text me or message me or whatnot? I mean, you're just wanting to, what, spin your wheels, waste my time, waste your time, you know, mm-hmm. jack off? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Have they ever, like, uh, jacked off during a session? Like, is that, some, is that a hard one? They do that because that's what they like to do. Um, you know, I, I'm like, that's your thing. Whatever you want to do. The guy who stands in front of the mirror that is, you know, chained to the sink, he does that because that's what he likes to do. But, yeah, I mean, they can do, you know, if they want to do as that. As long as they lick it clean. 
I'm not right. Doing I've your actually mess, spoon. Buddy. I've actually spoon fed it to them in a spoon <gasps> before. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Tell me yeah. about that. Some guys like that. I don't know why. They just do. They like to, you know, when they. I have them um, like. You know, they can release into like, a, I don't know if they say, okay, well, I want to, you know, you know, eat it afterwards. Like, okay. So I'm there and I put either like a spoon or, or a dish or something and I'll just scoop it up and like, here you go. You know, and yeah, <laughs> they're fine with that. I'm like, uh, you oh enjoy that God. now. I, not my thing, but you know, if you yeah, like it, you here. like it. Hey. Eat it like a little tiny bitch that you are. Mm-hmm. Oh my exactly. God. That's hot. And they do. <laughs> And they do. And some of them want me to force feed them, you know, say, hey, you know, make them open their mouths and stuff. And because they say they want to do it and then they try to back out in the end. I was like, no, too late for that now. <laughs> too, late. too late. You're going to swallow it or you won't get any dessert there, little boy. <laughs> exactly. You know, you've eaten your applesauce and now you have to eat this to and, eat you know, cum. then you'll get some jello afterwards or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. Is that like. Has that always been uh, something that you've noticed or is that like something that's changed over the years of your doming experience? It happened like it happens sporadically, not that often, but it does happen here. Some, you know, there and again, sometimes um, it's not that common, you know, and it happens like, you know, it'll happen once and then it'll be like maybe six months to a year later, another person. But yeah, nothing very consistent on that. Most of them are like, I'm good. <laughs> <They're> good. <laughs> no, but yeah. like, um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, what have you noticed in terms of like trends or any changes in people's sexual flavors when it comes to like looking over your entire doming career? Mm-hmm. Has it been wilder? Has there been some sort of consistency? Like, what are your observations? Well, I've had, you know, requests for everything and anything you can imagine. I mean, I've had a guy wanted me to bury him in a tomb. Um, you know, I had a guy who was into bestiality, which is definitely no, 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 no. no. One, of course, they have guys, of course, who want scat and I don't do any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't get into any of that. So, I mean, it's pretty much, uh, you know, all over the board, but I get a lot of bondage requests. A lot of guys want to be tied up. A lot of guys want to be spanked. Um, a lot of guys want, you know, uh, like electro. I mean, I get a lot of guys who want like electro. So I pull out even the tens unit and the, the violet wand and stuff like that. And, you know, I have some CBT too. Some guys who want to be, I put the pads on their balls and shock their balls and yeah, they love it. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. hot. Oh, my God. What's your favorite uh, kink to engage in with your clients? Um, I like the electro. I also like the sounding. I like those little rods. I have um, silicone rods that I fit into the shaft of the penis. And then I also have the the rosebuds which have the little balls on the end. So, you know, I, I kind of like, I like the sounding because I like to watch it kind of just drop into, you know, you don't force it in. You don't push it in. You just kind of oh hold it steady and just drop it in and then just kind of watch <laughs> it, you know, sift into into the shop. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. I want to rewind back a little bit because okay. these are so hot and I want to clarify some terms. And to anyone uh-huh. listening to this, um, don't do this until you're ready and you've consulted with a professional, which exactly. is why I have a professional here on the show. So I'm going to uh, go through 
a list of some common advanced style kinks. And I'm hoping, Mistress, okay. you can walk me through some of the safe ways to engage sure. in these kinks. So okay. first of all, we talked about spanking. What's a okay. safe area to spank? How do we engage in spanking? Like, what's your take? Okay. What I do is I, when a person like comes up even to events, I'll say, okay, have you ever been spanked before? And, you know, they'll say, you know, no or yes. And I'll be like, okay. And, you know, I always start very, very gradual and it's good to hit like either on the butt cheeks and even like, um, just underneath. Sometimes I hit a little bit under there. Or when you do flogging, you do the shoulder, like the shoulder up above the, like where the shoulder blades are up at the top of the shoulders. Um, you don't do the middle of the back. You don't do like the, the lower back because that's the where kidneys. all the vital organs are. Yeah. yeah and you don't want to damage anybody's internal organs. So you stay away from those two places, like the top and like the bottom where the butt is and stuff in that area. So that's where the only two places that I won't really, you know, like if somebody wants to be flogged on their middle back, I'll be like, are you sure you really want this? And I'll tell them, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go very, you know, hardcore on that because it's a very sensitive area, you know, and if they really want me to, I will, but I have to tell them, you know, look, you know what you are consenting to. If you know what you're getting into, if you've done this before, we have, you know, I always discuss it with my, with my person. There's a safe word always incorporated because, you know, you have to have a starting point and an ending point of, you know, like if it gets too intense, say yellow or or, you know, starting to, and then red, if it gets really intense, you know, or choose another safe word, you know, pineapple. I had a guy today chose purple and I love that color. It's my favorite color. So it's like, okay, perfect. So yeah. So when it gets to that point, I say, okay, well tell me, and then I'll, you know, back off because I know, oh, okay, well they're at their limit and it's time for me to back off because I don't want to hurt them or do something that they don't um, consent to. Right. So avoiding major vital organs, organs. and avoiding mm -hmm. like the sensitive areas filled with nerve endings. Mm -hmm. So ideal mm -hmm. spanking spots are like your shoulder blade area and your ass cheeks. Right. Not really shoulder. Not That's for like flogging. I don't spank anybody's oh, shoulders. I, I don't spank anything like that. I just do the flogging, the, like a light flogging for that, like a sweeping motion, basically, you know, because, you know, you don't want to you know, slap them on the back with a paddle or <laughs> the back of the shoulders. And I, I don't do any of that. You know, that's. I've never even heard of anybody doing any of that. So, yeah, I just right, do like a sweeping sure. motion, flogging on the shoulders, um, the shoulder blades, and then like up top and then on the bottom. Yes. Excellent. Okay. So next I have on the list is CBT, a.k.a. cock and ball torture. Not cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, made that mistake Well, before. that could be too, actually. <laughs> Getting somebody to behave a certain manner. Um, their, chain, their tune changes once you like kick the balls and squeeze the balls and punch the balls and tie up the balls and put clothespins on the balls. And I mean, I know some doms. Yeah, clothespins. I put clothespins all over the balls. And, you know, I know some subs that, you know, do needle play. I don't do needle play. I don't like needles. I don't like blood. I don't do any of that. Um, you know, I have done thumbtacks, but that's as far as I go on that. Because, yeah, if I see blood, it's like, yeah, no. I mean, oh I've even done thumbtacks on people's, like, belly button areas, too. I have a guy who likes thumbtacks pushed into his, his stomach. And he's 
Rel, he's well experienced with that. He's been having that done for years. And, you know, he and I, you know, have an understanding. We know that, you know, that's what he wants. And he's, you know, consented to that. And that's what he asks for when he comes to see me. So, yes. Um, but, yeah, cock and ball tortures, like, anywhere from tying up the balls. You know, I can use the electro on them. As in the TINS unit, I can use the violet wand. You know, there are, like, zappers out there. There are all kinds of stuff that people, you know, like. And they like to be kicked in the balls, punched, squeezed, you know, there's guys who really want severe stuff. I've even had guys contact me about castration. I was, I don't do any of that. I said, you need to seek number one, a professional as in a psychotherapist or a, you know, a psychiatrist <laughs> yeah. on that first and then proceed with a medical doctor because yeah, I don't have that kind of license. I don't have that kind of authority. Oh my gosh. For, I mean, mm -hmm. Uh, I get I, extreme. I mean, I have some extreme guys, but, you know, half of them, I mean, I take everybody, you know, I, I consider them seriously until they start telling me things that like throw like, oh, okay, like he's bullshit. really not yeah. serious. Right, right. I can see through it pretty much, you know, so. And they're just trying to waste your time because they're just exactly. And there's two buttons. and they don't yeah. think they're wasting their time, but they really are. Yeah, no, that's actually so stupid. But like, oh boy, I I just can't imagine like how much damage can the cock and balls actually take when engaging in CBT? Um, you know, I've had them start to bleed before. Um, you know, even from like slapping them with a riding crop and things like that. You know, and if I start seeing a little bit of like a blood or anything, I usually am telling them, okay, this is getting a little intense now, just letting you know. And then I normally will back off and then I'll get the um, alcohol wipes and I'll clean them all up and everything. But yeah, oh, no. So um, you gotta have medical or first aid stuff on hand. Oh, yeah, I keep all that on hand, especially with the pandemic. I have, you know, my alcohol wipes. I have gloves. I have all that. The next thing I have on the list here is something that you actually uh, like uh, mentioned earlier in our conversation, electroplay. What exactly is electroplay? Well, that can be anything from like a violent wand, um, violet wand. There's um, the tins unit that you can use the little pads that I use to put on their balls. Um, they have these zappers that they sell at the stores. Um, I mean, anything really electrical. I mean, I've even heard of people using like tasers. I don't use that in my sessions. Tasers? Um, mm-hmm. People have gotten oh. have people wanting to be tased. No, no, thank. I'm good. I have a taser, but we keep that at the store where I work for for safety reasons in case we ever have a problem. Which no, we knock on wood. We really haven't. I mean, we get just random street people, but they're harmless usually. You know, we just if they get a right. little you know out of hand, we ask them to leave. But no, um, but I don't, you know, I just use my um, violet wand and my um, TENS unit basically for that. Now, are these tools that anyone can buy at like your run-of-the-mill uh, sex toy store or is there something um, special about these? You can order like the TENS unit. You can, those are kind of, I mean, they're at the adult stores, but not all of them. Like I work at a store in Houston and we don't actually have uh, right now, we don't have a violet wand or a tins unit, but I mean, it depends. Like, um, you know, there are stores in Houston that have them, and also there are online. I usually get a lot of my stuff from either Amazon or I get them from even like when I go to um, DomCon, I'll get them from the vendors 
that sell them because I have their stores that set up their uh, their their booths and I'll go by and I'll buy you know not only like a paddle or, or a flogger I will get like you know I've gotten like a um, attachments for the violet wand because you know they're made they make them now with silicone but they only used to make them with glass and occasionally I would drop one and break it and it's like oh I've got to get another attachment <laughs> but yeah I mean you can most of those you can get like even on um like I don't know, the stockroom.com or any of the other, you know, type of extreme restraints, you know, different websites. I get a lot of my stuff online because not only is it, do I get a better price? Um, also it's hard to find in Houston at, at some of the stores. I bet. Yeah. So what, what mm -hmm. exactly is the point of electro play? Like, uh, just to feel like the sensation of being electrocuted? It's sensation play. They like the way it feels. Like for some reason, they like having that electro, that, that shocking sensation. I mean, there's also like a conductor that you can, a little box you can put under them and you can also take your hand and run it over them and you'll have that <gasps> magnetic, that, that electro sensation in your hands as well. I've used one of those as well. Those are a lot of fun. Okay, but yeah, that, no. That um, sounds kind of scary mm -hmm. to me, mainly because because I have like a heart condition and I feel like any sort of like um, electricity flowing through me might just like right. kill me and that'll be the end of me and there's no more podcast and there's no more Tim and the world is <laughs> oh, all no. of a sudden in a darker place. Oh, no. But like, no, what's like no. a safe you way to engage to in that? You have to discuss it with the sub first. You have to ask them, do they have any kind of health conditions, limitations? You know, that has to be discussed. You know, do they have high blood pressure? Do they have a heart condition? You know, I have some that have gone through cancer treatments, things like that. So, yeah, that has to be discussed in the beginning when you first do the initial um, meeting because you need to find all that out because you just can't go in and do some electro on somebody that might have a problem, you know, like or a condition like you might yeah. have. Yeah because you don't you don't want to kill him i mean <laughs> you want to torture him but you don't want to kill me, him mistress. what if i do want to kill him because i just want his money <laughs> well hey you know hey do what you got to do but leave my name out of it i have i did not tell you to do it i have no the crimes of the sex head with tim podcast are that of tim alone and mistress jennifer is not related. i have no uh, i have nothing to do with that i'm trying to be a safe worker here safe um professional dominatrix slash adult worker here not you know i'm not trying to kill people I um, that's not my intention and i will be the one to take all their money and dump the body it's in fine. an undisclosed location but um okay <laughs> for another discussion. i don't know where the body is i have no idea i know you're not nothing. an accessory to my sexual murder nope nope <laughs> Nope, nope, that's all you. <laughs> Enjoy. As long as I get their money, right? Um, exactly. So, um, another thing I have here on the list, um, and you mentioned it again, uh, sounding. What exactly is sounding? Okay, sounding are, they have these little, like, long, different, di well, different size of um, rods. They're like metal rods. Well, there's also silicone. There's silicone sounds. There's the uh, rosebud, which have, there are the metal sounds, long sounds, but they have like the little ball on the end. And then there's just the regular sounding, um, you know, the sounds that are the metal rods and they make them in, you know, different sizes. They start really, really thin and they work their way up. So what I do is I start, of course, really, really at the beginning, the thin, and then just go step by step by step. And you know, when it 
it just sifts in there, you get to a point of where it won't sift in there, and that'll be as far as they'll go now, because you can't. As I said, you can't force it, it in. You're inserting into their urethra. Yes, into the 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 shaft of the hole in the penis. Yes. Okay. You just Is let it, it oh, sift in there. Just let it just like relax, have a little vacation all on its own. Do its um, own thing because you don't force it, you don't push it, you don't do anything like that because that would hurt the person and you don't want to damage them. Right. So right. is that is that like supposed to be like a pleasurable experience for the sub just to have like a full feeling in their shaft? They like that feeling. Um, I've got a couple of guys who actually, that's what they come and see me for, and that is it. They only want to come and get sounded. And, you know, it is a special human type human to experience that, I can imagine. But, you know, hey, no judgments. You know, he's been, a, this one guy's been a sub of mine for years. And, you know, if they want that, that's what they like. I mean, that's what they're into. And it's good with, you right, know, it's fine right. with me. Right. Is it yeah. it's sounding more meant for uh, people with penises or can it be for like someone with a vulva? I've never done any sounding on a woman. I really honestly don't see women because, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I really, number one, I really haven't gotten a huge um, inquiry from a woman. And, you know, it's, it's very rare that I do. I mean, I'll spank them at the, at the parties and at the events, you know, we'll have girls lined up around, you know, the, the around the bin around the table or whatever, but yeah, no, they don't really want to come and see me. I mean, I've had one male sub who's brought his girlfriend he brought her into the dungeon one time and you know she wanted to watch get him spanked but he he had been a sub of mine for years at that point he has you know so i knew him really well and i trusted him to you know to bring in a nice sane human being hopefully but yeah no um i usually don't see women i usually just see men i don't really see couples either because a lot of the time the guys want me to like hook up with their wives and stuff and that's oh, not that's what i'm a about either much. that's asking for too much at that yeah, point yeah i'm like no no i don't do yeah. that mm -mm. you'll have to pay me so. extra for that <laughs> You don't pay me at all for that because I, because, no. you know, when, you know, I don't, you know, I just don't do it. I mean, I've had like at parties, as I said, I've gone to events and stuff and they've, you know, but I've done classes too. So, I mean, if they want to come to the classes, you know, um, more than welcome, you know, I have a dummy or whatnot, not life. I don't practice on live humans for classes because it's not legal. I'll get like a blow. I could get like a blow up doll or something like that to practice on something, okay. that, you know, yeah. in case, you know. <laughs> No, bringing out my lovely that. inflatable assistant to the stage. <laughs> exactly, no problem oh, with good. that. You know, yeah, no problem. For sure. Um, the last thing I have on the list here mm -hmm. is consensual non-consent, and that may not be super advanced, but I feel like this does need um, to, talking about, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, when we talk about consensual non-consent, there's like this fantasy of like your partner that wants to keep going as, even as you say no. So mm -hmm. I think it's really just more of a mind fuck kind of thing when it comes to mm -hmm. CNC. And I was wondering how, what's your experience like with CNC and how do we like carry that conversation with like grace, with compassion? Um, because if things can go wrong in a CNC play, Mm -hmm. it's going to go down south really, really quickly. And, you know, rape allegations left and right, it's going to be 
a mess. So what are your tips right. on carrying out a CNC-centered conversation? Well, what we do is I always establish like um, boundaries in the beginning. When I do my questioning, I always ask them, you know, um, number one, what they're into and always get consent, you know, on everything and anything you do, even it doesn't matter what it is. I was like, okay, are you sure, you know, this is what you want to do? You know, you always have to have that open line in communication. And, you know, normally if you have that, there won't be any, any problems. I mean, sometimes things just happen, but normally, you know, try to prevent things from happening. Try to be on the same page. Try to make sure. I mean, if you, if you, especially like most of my people, I've been seeing them for numerous years. I have a lot of regular uh, clients. I don't take on a lot of new clients because this day and age, you know, the pandemic, just everything that's gone on with, with the, um, you know, the media and just everything, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, that we're on the same page, that they're actually serious about setting up an appointment. And, you know, it just, just if, if you're a hundred percent each person from the beginning, then, you know, it should be all good. But yeah, if there's ever a problem, I always ask them, hey, and I check on them periodically through the session. I keep checking, you know, are you okay? Is, you know, it, is that it was that okay? You know, I make sure even though I'm in charge, I still have compassion and I still care about the person. I want to make sure that they're happy. And at the end, they're like, oh, that was great. You know, and I was like, okay. And then they like, they'll even text me afterwards and thank you so much. I was so, you know, this was awesome. Or, you know, they'll give me feedback. And I like feedback. I like to know if there's something that I didn't do that they wanted me to do, we could do that next time. Or if it's something that they, you know, maybe was, we're kind of reluctant about, we're happy. And I try to push boundaries a little bit to challenge them, but you don't go overboard. Mm-hmm. You keep I keep them challenged, exactly, yeah. interested and challenged, but yeah. you don't go overboard and push boundaries and, and violate people's, you know, not only privacies, but their, their, their comfort levels either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Cause like I've had this thing happen with a client where we agreed mm-hmm. that the safe word was the word red. And okay. during a scene, he kept saying stop. So in my mind and in what we agreed on, Mm-hmm. That meant kept go to keep going, right? Because so, he didn't use a safe word, right? So then he refused to pay me the rest of my money for the session, and I was like, "But we agreed that the safe word was red." And he's like, "Yeah, but I kept saying stop, and like you saw my body." I was like, "But I thought that that was your like, you know, role play. That was you acting out." So I'm like. Right. Uh, so you should always establish a safe word in the beginning and remind them you should have said stop is not your safe word. Stop okay, is not your safe yeah. word. Stop yes, is not keep your saying safe stop word. is not your safe word. Your safe word is red. If okay. unless you, red comes out of your mouth, you know, that should going. be your safe word. Yeah, don't say stop. If you say stop, I'll be like I'll st- I'll, I'll be like but red is your safe word. You know? Oh, and okay, like, yeah. Oh. So, uh, and so then as like, a oh. dom, so mm-hmm. like as a dom, you also have a sense of responsibility to remind the sub of like what the situation is, or like. Um, I do. I keep their mind fresh, and also, yes, with this, especially with the safe word. If they tell me to stop, that's what I exactly what I would have said. I would have said, "Well, you know, red is your safe word. Don't you remember? That's what we established when we started the session." Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, 
If you want to change it, you can change it. But we have to agree that you want to change it. If you don't want to change it, we're going to keep it red. And if you don't say red, it's not going to be said. If you right. say red, I'll stop. Right. Right. You know? mm, so, yeah. Okay. So there's so, yeah. definitely responsibility on both the dom and the sub when it comes to exactly. something as like, you can't let them yeah I, I i've learned this a long time ago. you can't let them try to run the session i mean i have some who try to tell me what to do and i stop immediately i'm like okay do you want to be the dom now because i'm not going to let you be the dom because i'm the dom here you're the sub i have to remind them their place because they start trying to tell me mm. how to run my session and i'm like hmm, no, that's not going to work. So you have to, you know, <laughs> remind them of that's their place. I mean, in this session and besides, you know, I'm not a switch. I'm never going to be a switch. You know, I'm never going to be a submissive for anybody like that. Never, you know, so, so yeah, you have to remind them, you know, where their place is and, you know, just keep that in their mind because they'll be like, <laughs> oh, well, would you do this or yes, would you mistress. do that? And I said, how mm. do you ask? You don't say, would you? You say, you know, um, you know, just like, may I have, may I do this? You ask permission. May I please? You don't tell me what mistress. you're going to do. Exactly. Um. <laughs> you don't tell me what you're going to do. Oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to, I'm like, really? Mm, no. No. You know, that no. is supposed to be established in the beginning. Ah, I love that. I gotta keep men in place more often. You do. Because it's way hard too many to times. do that though. Because yeah. you know, like in my real life, you know, I'm still in charge of things because, you know, I still even though my son is twenty four, I'm still his parent. I'm still his mom. You know, and, you know, I actually had to, his dad, my ex-husband, you know, as our son was growing up, you know, I've always gotten along with my ex. I've known him close to 30 years. I'm like, okay, well, this is how we're going to have to do this. And I had to teach him. We both had to learn how to be parents, but, you know, keep those boundaries, you know, and even my 24 year old now, he'll be like, well, he just says something really smart ass. And I'm like, uh, no, that's not the way it's going to be, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and then he wants an Uber and I'm like, well, do you have the money for it? If you do, <laughs> then you can pay for it. So, Good yeah, no, you just have to stand your ground. You have to, you know, and, I mean, it's like being a parent, but it is. It is a lot like parenting. Mm, There's a power in dynamic. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Wow. I That's love, it. I love that. Like what, uh, what other thing to take away from this conversation than learning about power dynamics, learning about safe ways to engage in kink and just like the ever evolving scene that is the kink community. Mistress Jennifer, you're so full of wisdom and knowledge and I, <laughs> Uh, it's I'm, really I'm just, just what I've so, learned yeah. over the years. It's not, you know, it is wisdom, but it's, um, I'm still learning. No, and as we all are, and that's amazing. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And, you're welcome. Um, I cannot get enough of you. I'm pretty sure the listeners can't get enough of you either. Thank so you. make like a butt and plug away anything that you want the audience to find you. Okay, people can find me. <clears throat> Let me get my little piece of paper here. <laughs> Let's see. Um, my email address is, uh, I'm on Gmail, gothchick, that's G-O-T-H-C-H-I-C, the number 40 at gmail.com. 
I'm on Instagram, gothchick40, same as my email, um, the first part of my email address. Twitter is gothchick16, the number 16. my Snapchat is gothchick, most of these are going to be gothchick because that's just something I came up with years <laughs> ago. My fat life is Mistress Jen, J-E-N-N, 41. Uh, Sex Panthers, Mistress Jennifer, Night Flirt is gothchick, uh, OnlyFans is Mistress... At Goth Chick 16. Um, let's see. And then my Just for Fans is Goth Chick. Link Tree is Mistress Jennifer. So, yeah, that's how you can find me. I'm out there. So, you're everywhere. Yeah. I love that. So, if people can hire you, they will find you. They're, no I'll, and I'll put it all in the show notes. So, thank uh, thank you so much, Mrs. Jennifer, for joining me here on Sex Ed with Tim. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support. You dirty little slut. Mwah.